G'day, and welcome to the Fasting Highway Podcast, the podcast that's all about intermittent fasting. I'm your host, Graeme Curry from Perth, Australia. I lost 60 kilograms or 132 pounds living an intermittent fasting lifestyle and successfully maintained that weight loss. I'm also the author of the Amazon category best-selling book, The Fasting Highway, which will give you a great insight into what it's actually like to live it day to day, how to get started, what it's about, what are some of the health benefits that come from it, and how to turn it into a successful long-term lifestyle. In this series of podcasts, you'll be hearing from people from all over the world, from the beginners to the experienced and those that are on the journey. You'll also be hearing from some leaders in the intermittent fasting community, and you'll also be hearing from some past guests as we recheck in to see how they've been going. And thank you for joining us here on the Fasting Highway. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone. Thanks for those that have been booking in with me for the private one-on-one coaching. It's been very uplifting and it's been so great to help so many people in such a short space of time. If you do want to get some one-on-one coaching and some advice from me, you're just struggling a bit, or you might want to get going, or you might have a few issues in maintenance, come and have a chat to me. You can do that in private by going to the website www.thefastinghighway.com, click on Coaching, Get Help, and book a time with me. All times you see will be in your local time zone and irrelevant charges there. That's www.thefastinghighway.com to book in for the private one-on-one coaching with me. Okay, folks, let's get on with today's podcast. G'day, and welcome to the Fasting Highway podcast. And this is episode 167. And today I'm joined by Tammy Cinebaldo and Bud Damberg. And Bud and Tammy are two friends from Old Saybrook in Connecticut in the United States of America. And they came to intermittent fasting for very different reasons, as you'll hear in this podcast And as we know, intermittent fasting isn't all about the weight loss, and you're really going to hear this contrast in this episode between Bud, who is in it for the weight loss, and Tammy, who found some amazing health benefits from the intermittent fasting lifestyle. So here they are to tell their amazing journey today, Bud Damberg and Tammy Cinebaldo. Oh, g'day, Bud and Tammy, and welcome to the Fasting Highway, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you for joining and uh, inviting us. We're uh, very excited about this. No worries. And uh, you're a very inspiring member, but of our Fasting Highway Facebook community. And, and Tammy obviously has a great story, and we're going to hear about that. But Tammy, we might go to you first, if you don't mind. If you don't mind sharing a bit of your backstory and history and that sort of thing with the audience, and uh, let us know how you found your way to intermittent fasting. Sure. So um, I actually grew up in Wisconsin. I'm youngest of five. And um, we grew up in the country. My dad was a, a hobby beekeeper and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And you had this giant garden. Everything that we ate was from the garden or my uncle who was a farmer. So it's all supernatural, moved all the time, like lots of people in my generation. I'm 49, just um, to put that out there. So um, probably around ninth grade. So I went to a little country school, bike there every day, always moving. Um, and then I went to public school when ninth grade hit. So I was about 14 and something 
happened at that moment that kind of changed my projection for the rest of my life. And that is during gymnastics, um, a, a summer program, I was on bars and I broke my femur. And I mean, it was a good thing, bad thing. I heard a giant crack and I didn't feel anything. And one of my biggest fears in life is getting paralyzed. And so I thought that I was paralyzed. So when the pain set in, it was actually a good thing. But then I looked down and like my leg is sticking out to the side, you know. Um, and so my dad, my mom was gone and my dad, um, he told the doctors, he said, what's the fastest way she can get moving again? So instead of having a cast, they, I was the first one of this hospital to do like um, drill, drill your your femur bone out and put a rod in. So now everybody does that. But back in the day, I was in the hospital for a whole week trying to find the right size rod and everything anyway. So my body kind of got messed up, but I still kind of came out of that, was always active, always in a sport um, all through high school. And then in college, I, I was a triple jumper in, in college and my job was a gymnastics coach. So always moving, you know, and I thought that was just my personality. So fast forward to after college. I met my husband at a, a camp. We were both camp counselors together in Wisconsin. And um, and we met some really good friends. And I always kind of like, if you would touch my leg, you could I could feel like an instant pain. And um, normally it was fine, except for that. So he talked me into my friend, uh, another Jeff, talked me into going to um, get an MRI. And then we found out that because of this injury, when I was 14, that I had acquired a vascular necrosis. Now, I've actually never met anybody with a vascular necrosis. I've only know people online, but it's basically your bone dies and um, like blood flow, like just stops going to your whatever, whatever joint it is. And so um, that doctor said, well, we can try this one thing. And if not, and I'm like, sure, let's try it. Like if I can be out of pain, that would be great. Well, they like scraped out the bad bone, put in some good bone, but it didn't take. It was an awful long surgery. I was laid up for two months and we lived in Minnesota at the time. And um, oh, oh, we also were married at this point. Sorry, <laughs> I jumped ahead too far. But um, yeah, so Jeff and I, we, we uh, met at camp during college. We both went to different colleges, met at camp, got married, went to California, worked at a national park. Again, always moving, always moving. So then um, found out I had this disease and he decided to go to seminary. So we we're in Minneapolis for four years and his first call was in South Dakota. So we went out there and then we ended up in Connecticut and for his second call. So we're in Connecticut and um, and the pain started getting like really bad. So I had a total hip replacement when I was 35. Um, and that took the pain away. We're hikers. We love walking and everything. And so um, that was great. When I was 29, I had our first child, Joe, when we were in South Dakota. And then I had our daughter when we moved to Connecticut when I was 31. So now fast forward to um, our third call was in Old Saver, Connecticut in 2014, where I met Bud. He was one of the people at our church where, um, where my husband was a pastor. And Probably about um, a, a year in or so, yeah. um, about a year or so in, a Bud, 2016. 2016, okay, Bud and my husband, they decided to try um, like a weight loss program where you you do certain energy drinks and um, you don't, you, you kind of are mini fasts. I guess. Ideal, pro ideal program. Yeah, like mini fasts <clears throat> along the way, but you, you're doing like these chemical kind of um meals and things. And and my husband and Bud, they both lost a ton of weight. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. Jeff came back on again once you, you stopped, you know. So did mine. Yeah. And um and so that was an interesting so so Bud and I got to know each other better. And so the conversation of 
food and exercise was not unusual at that point. So, um, so now it's like 2016, 2017. And I started to realize that me always moving, it was more than just my personality. Like it was starting to affect like, um, staying focused on a a project. Like I was the youth director at the church at the time, which is great for, for always moving. But anytime I did anything at the computer, I just could not stay focused. So I went to my doctor and we didn't even make it through the test. She said, you clearly have adult ADHD. Like, you know, and so I will put you on some medicine. And I said, before I go on medicine, could I maybe just do a little research? So I researched and I found actually keto is supposed to help with um, the high protein and high fat. So I I did that from 2017 to about 2019. Um, and it seemed to work a little bit. It seemed to go pretty well. So I wasn't doing it for weight loss or anything, but for the focus. And um, the only thing about it is that I hated the idea of being restricted from a certain type of food because I, I don't know, like I'm, I'm a Christian person. I believe that God gave us all these foods to, you know, like nourish our bodies and we shouldn't be like cutting things out. And then I went to visit a friend up in New Hampshire and we had burgers and I kind of said, no, no, thanks on, on the bun. And I said, you know, I, I probably will never eat bread again. And it just, it hit me wrong. I could tell I was putting them out. And I've told my kids too, like, if you want to be vegetarian, if you want to be whatever, but do, that's fine. But don't, I don't want you ever to put somebody out. Like, you know, we should be gracious if people are, are making us a meal, you know? And so then, it, then I started back to the drawing board of, of what else could I do? I mean, I could have gone on, on meds, but I decided I really want to try something. And that's when I ran into your friend, uh, Jen Stevens. And I didn't run into her, but uh, I, I discovered her. So this would have been like the fall of 2018 or so. And then very soon, I think maybe it was even like your sixth, I think maybe like your sixth podcast that I that I, I discovered and I just fell in love with like the way you ran your podcast as well, Graham. It was just like it was so refreshing. Everybody was so kind and it made me it made me want to try it. I was nervous. And so um I decided on Thanksgiving Day of 2020 to start fasting because everybody was outside. There was no pressure of sitting around a table, around a dining room table and, and does she eat? Doesn't she eat? And so actually in that way, COVID was was a good thing and that it took the pressure off of eating with other people. So then that was the 20, I think within two weeks I was sleeping better. My focus was better. Um, at this point, I like my job now is I'm a retreat coordinator at a camp in Minnesota. So I work remotely and um, and I usually I don't eat until about one or two. And so that's so I feel like as long as I'm not eating, I'm focused. Um, and so that's where that's where we're at. And then at one point, Bud and I, we have a mutual friend that has a beach house. So we spend a lot of our um, our summer evenings just sitting and watching yep. the watching the water and um, and fasting while we're there. And, and well, we, at the time we were though, he's like and he's like, hey Tam, I you mentioned this opening your window and stuff. He's like, he's like, can we talk about that? And I was like, sure. I'm like, people even use it to lose weight, you know, like because for me that wasn't the reason, you know, that I had started doing it. And I mean, I have a whole ton of other non-scale victories that we could, I'm sure we'll talk about later on that I'd love to share, but. For me, it was truly life-changing. Like I have never been more focused. I feel like I'm living in the moment. I, I'm i not late anymore. Like, because I feel like I suddenly, I don't know if I'm respecting people's time more or if I'm just planning better, I don't know. But um, but it has just, 
it has helped a ton. And I mean, I, maybe my weight has fluctuated. I'm all like, I'm five, six, and I've always been between 130, 140. Like I've always been the biggest person in my group. Like, even though I'm a pretty average sized person, like in college, all my friends were dancers and um, cheerleaders. You know, my sisters, I'm all my sisters are all these tiny little, you know, people, my friend group. Now I, I'm always the biggest, even though I'm average, you know, Um and I think that's, for me, I wish that in a way, intermittent fasting had nothing to do with weight loss, because that's why I don't think I talk about it, because I don't want people to look at me and be like, why are you trying to lose weight? And I'm like, I, I know there's so many other great things about it. So I just need to be be a little more confident, I think, in, in talking about it. But that's why it was so great getting to actually have an in-person a friend in bud to be able to talk about it. And we started like a little text group with another friend encouraging and, um, and another every, friend just joined. And another friend from, you know, from our old church joined. And so, and honestly, I think the time when we started texting one another was last Good Friday. So right before yeah. Easter. And you said, hey, Tammy, I think I might fast all day on Good Friday. Kind of like a prayerful type thing. Mm -hmm. Like in our religion, we don't really, fasting isn't a big thing that we do as Lutherans. And so um, I said, that would be great. And that sort of started texting back and forth with yeah. encouraging words and 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 we haven't looked back. No, it's been yeah, yeah, it's been fantastic. Yeah, so good, so good. What we might do is, but while we're on the backstories, same thing for you. If you wouldn't mind just sharing a bit about your backstory, and and I know how you got your way to intermittent fasting from your bio, but let's hear it from you. Sure. Um, yeah, my background. I grew up in in Connecticut. Um, you know, always been um, on a shoreline town near near the near the ocean. Um, as a kid, I was, I was very slim. I was very thin. And, um, and I remember I was probably six or seven years old and my aunt Eva said she would pay me a quarter for every pound I would gain because she thought I was too thin. I, I really didn't like food an awful lot as a kid, uh, but I was very active. I was, as back in the day when kids could get on a bike and you could ride all over the place with nobody, um, looking over your shoulder. Um, summertime, I was in the pool swimming all the time. And then in middle school, I was on a uh, swim team. So I was always a, a very active kid. And then um, my late um, teens, and I was in high school, I was 17, 18, I started getting into biking. And I would, uh, that's when long distance biking was, was popular. And I would go to gyms and I would work out. So I was always pretty much into that. Then my 20s, I got married and um, had three children. Um, bought a house and had a job that required a lot of my time. So uh, physical fitness and biking sort of went to the wayside. And, um, and my weight at that point was beginning to, I might jump up, say 10, 15 pounds. But at that point, I could I could take it off pretty quickly. You know, I could, I could, you know, I could lose it within within a month or so. So I was, was probably, that's when I started to yo-yo a little bit. It wasn't really anything severe at that point. And then in my later 30s, I, I went through a, a, a divorce with my wife. And um, so then, um, you know, I, I spent most of my time and my focus was on my three kids. Uh, they, they're my priority um, on top of my, my job. And then I, I still had a house and um, I just really had no time for healthy eating or, or exercise. And at the time, I was working in an office environment. Uh, I was a marketing manager and, you know, the ad agencies would come into my office and they would bring cookies and donuts and they'd take us out to lunch. And of course, the lunches were always an hour and a half, two hours long. And um, and it became something 
that you just just did and then i would start and i noticed then the weight was starting to become more noticeable and then my size 34s went to a size 36 and then they went to a 38 and then before you know i'm up to a 40 and um and and i i would never go beyond a 40 that i was just very stubborn about that even though um they were probably ready to bust the buttons on out of the <laughs> 40s I, I was a very stubborn person um and that's when i started some of the yo-yo uh dieting um the first time i had a, a fairly large weight loss is 2010 uh my boss at the time uh who i thought was pretty impressive um he was diagnosed as a pre-diabetic and he's a very strong-minded person he did all of his research on it uh he did you know low carb low sugar uh exercise he lost um 60 pounds which would be 60 pounds what is that about 25 28 kilos um and um he went back to his doctor and he's no longer pre-diabetic and um and he actually i stay in touch with him i saw him uh this past summer and he's still in excellent condition and he's been able to maintain that but um me i i i in 2010 i sort of uh, followed his lead and, and i lost a, a decent amount of weight and uh um which was the first time i went on on a you know i went on the low carb um low sugar um you know diet and then no no snacking in between and then the weight started coming back on sure enough and then when Tammy and her husband Jeff joined our church, it was 2014, yep. 2015. And I was I, at that point, Grandma, you know, I, when, when I would start getting up to a certain weight level, I would avoid the scales. I went because I, I was sort of, I knew I was doing the wrong thing, but I purposely, like the elephant in the room, just to say, ignored the elephant in the room. So I would not go on the scale, but I knew that I had to do something. And then uh it was actually it was a cold winter day and i brought jeff uh, a hot chocolate you know in the morning and so he says i he says i'm not you know drinking anything like that now because i'm doing a low carb you've got on this uh um was it um uh, ultimate protein the uh, ideal protein program and so i knew i had to do something so like always i don't always say anything Dan. i thought about it so two days later i texted jeff i said what's that program you're doing? And he goes, Ideal Protein, here's the guy's name. Called him up, went on it, I lost, uh, at the time I was 254, and I went down to about 195, uh, 195 pounds, and that was 2016, and I got back into my biking, and I was biking all over the place, felt really good. Well, lo and behold, the weight started climbing back up because you know I, I didn't really learn how do you maintain it you know I, I did not know how to maintain it weight started climbing back up COVID hits 2020 um and prior to COVID I think I said I, I switched from the marketing position into a sales position so I was on the road every single week in airplanes in hotels uh meeting with customers um you know and eight o'clock at night I get hungry I go down to the little marketplace at the at the Marriott and pick up a bag of what I thought of trail mix which is M&Ms and peanuts and dried raisins and other stuff which now I know just does nothing but rate spike your insulin level up to you know uh like skyrockets it up and um so I was doing that and, and the weight was gaining and then you know COVID hits and we're home and um 
now I'm not traveling, but now I'm, I'm eating much more frequently because, you know, the pantry and the refrigerator is too far away. And it was 2021, um, that February, and uh, I knew I had to lose the weight, but yet again, I, I wasn't focused on it. And uh, I caught myself, I had my uh, granddaughter lives with me, with my daughter, and um, I got her bag of goldfish, or these little um, crackers, and I brought them down to my desk at my office, and I looked, and I ate the whole darn bag, and I said, oh, my God. You can't do that. And um, and then it was like a week or so after my mother and father came over my house. And um, my father said, you know, you got to lose some weight. So and I knew it. And uh, that day I I went back on the ideal protein program and, and uh, uh, cut out the sugar, the carbs, the snacking and. And I lost a decent amount of weight. I was at 267 pounds, which is, uh, I think it's about 120 kilos. Yeah, about 120 kilos. That was my highest weight. I, I'm certain that it was higher than 267 because at the time I was, scales were my enemy. I, I would run away from the scale. Um, so when I, when I got down towards the end of 2021 to about 200 pounds, 195 pounds, and and I sort of in my mind says, okay, I want to be down at 195, 200 range. And, but I was deadly afraid of putting the weight back on. And I said, how am I going to maintain it? Because I know that yo-yo dieting is very dangerous, especially for, as we get older. You know, I'm 59 now, I was 57 at the time. And I knew that the older I got, that the more dangerous that this would become if I continued on that, that pathway. So make a you know long story short, you know, my my father got sick, he was in the hospital, and he passed away in de December. Really, you know, he's he saw me lose a decent amount of weight. You know, I was down about 195, 200. And I said, There's no way on earth I cannot allow myself to put this weight back on. And uh, and I remember Tammy telling me about intermittent fasting. And the first time she told me intermittent fasting, I said, Oh my god, I can't do that. <laughs> I said, not eat, you know, I'll eat one, one meal a day. I said, I can't do that. But then as I was just trying to really figure out how do I keep the weight off, I said to Tam, you still doing that intermittent fasting? Thank you. She goes, oh, yeah. And so she sent me a whole bunch of information. She sent me your podcast, um, uh, Dr. Fong's uh, uh, podcast, uh, Jen Stevens. So then I just jumped down and deep into the rabbit hole. And then I uh, literally, it was January 12th. I started it the day she sent me the information, January 12th, 2021. I started immediately. I didn't wait. I listened, I, I power listened to all of your, a lot of your podcasts almost the entire week. And I had my little Bluetooth headset on. I was just feeding into this. And the first day I started with uh, the 16 hours and I did fine with that. And I did it again, another signature. I started on a Thursday. So I did 16 hours on a Thursday. I did 16 hours on a Friday. And then that Saturday came and I said, you know what? Um, I'm going to go paint my basement floor. And I'm going to, you know, because now I'm beginning to feel some of the energy that's coming with, with fasting. So it's a Saturday. So, you know, when you're, when you're painting a, a floor, you got to prep it and everything. And before you know it, it's two in the afternoon. It says, Wow, I've, I've passed the window. I you know I've, I've extended it now to seventeen hours. Is it? 
huh, let's paint the stairs. <laughs> let's keep going. And I started, I went to, I did not eat until five o'clock that, that day. So I went within two days to Ulmad. Now, I think the only reason I was able to do that is I had already cut carbohydrates and sugar out of my diet for a good nine months prior to that. Cause I know I've listened to, uh, some of Dr. Fong's and I've listened to some of your, your, your guests and your, your podcast where if you, the first thing you gotta do is get those carbohydrates, get that sugar out of your body because it becomes very difficult to fast. If you don't get that, if your, your body isn't cleansed, you're sort of like merging onto the highway. So I think the fact that, that it worked for me is because my body had already been pretty much cleansed of the carbohydrates in the sugar addiction. So I was able to jump right into the OMAD. Um, I've done a couple three-day fasts. Um, and now I've just, I, I love it and I'll never go back. And uh, I, I only continue to dive deeper down the rabbit hole to learn more and more about uh, overall health, you know, towards our mind, our bodies, you know, our, our spirit. Uh, it, 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 it's all connected. And uh, when you want to get to the NSVs, I have a whole bunch of those that are all connected <laughs> to it. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, you both came to intermittent fasting, obviously, through different pathways, and, and you started doing them for different reasons, and that's fantastic. And I always say to people, it's not all about weight loss. There's many other benefits to intermittent fasting, which we're going to hear about now. But before I do that, bud, I just want to pause and on in the memory of your dad, and I'm sure that he's very proud of you and everything that you're doing. And um, we know that your dad probably led a great life, and he was a great man. He's produced a great son. So keep going in the memory of your dad. He's a but let's also now talk, Tammy, maybe we'll start with you about those non-scale victories and the health benefits and some of the reasons that you came looking for them when intermittent fasting, or you may not have, and they just appeared. Let's run through some of those. Yep, exactly. That's a great way of putting it. Things that just popped up that I had no idea. Like I said, I, I started so that I would have to go on medicine for ADHD. And um, I did, I will say I, I had creeped up to, and I only know this because I had, I thought I had Lyme's disease. I, you probably have Lyme disease in Australia. Yeah. Um, and so I had gone to the doctor the summer of right summer of 2020 um, because I had a tick bite with the, the bullseye and everything. And so I, I had weighed myself there and I crept up to 143. And I blame that on my husband said when, when COVID started, he's like, how about we have a grilled cheese sandwich every day while COVID lasts? And so that grilled cheese sandwich every single day probably wasn't the best thing um, for me. So I had crept up a little bit. So um, it did it did take a, a little bit of, of weight off. Maybe like I lost like maybe seven pounds or something like that to get me back to what I think my body's meant to be. I'm always about 133 you know um and I, I feel like our bodies do that they find the mm -hmm. set point that we're meant meant to be at so um so so that that is a, a little bit weight is a tiny one but i wouldn't even put it in my top 10 so focus for me is number one um i used to always have to nap in the afternoon like whenever i had lunch i was like i have so much energy all the time but it was like it was drained me but i couldn't help it but now i know why you know um so no more naps um this was something that I thought 
would never have believed in a billion years. So I have had probably three hip surgeries, um, two C-sections because of the vascular necrosis. Like I lost my hip flexibility, but, and so I, I, I had to have C-sections with my kids, um, two hernia surgeries. And so I had a lot of scars on my, on my body and I don't scar well. So, you know, like how, whatever that's called where you get like a bumpy scar, you know, so I had them on my, on my thighs, on my stomach and they have all flattened out. It is the most bizarre. I would never believe it in a billion years, but all of my scars have all flattened out. Um, another really weird one is I always had, this is so personal, but you know what? It's you, Graham. <laughs> so I always had like itchy scalp, like like the back of my scalp was always itchy. And it also occurred to me maybe three months in, I had not itched my scalp. So that's something I had for since probably college. Like I always, it was always itchy. So I, I, I lost my itchy scalp. I feel like my food tastes better. Like I enjoy prepping food and I'm not a cook at all, but I enjoy dicing things. And um, so I'm actually enjoying my meal prep a little bit more. Um, yeah. And then when I do decide to eat, it just tastes really, really good. Um, one thing I mentioned earlier was the um, being on time. I thought I think that's just that was something I've never thought of before, but I feel like my planning has gotten better. Just overall um, um, planning. I've never like colored my hair, and I feel like in the last two years, the grays that I started getting, it, they've stopped. Like I stopped getting more gray hair. Like I feel like it should keep getting even worse and worse or fast. Sorry, but no, <laughs> or even like faster and faster. And so my, my gray hair stopped. I went to the dentist last week for the first time in almost two years because of COVID and having to cancel and everything. And the dent, and I was really worried. The dentist was like, wow, you have really a clean mouth. And I was like, why did I not discover intermittent fasting earlier like you've no cavities and it, like you've one of the cleanest mouths we've ever seen i'm like that's bizarre but it makes sense you know um and yeah i think i think that is most i mean i know i'm gonna probably think of more but um yeah i don't feel like i need to um like work like i walk every day and we live by the water so it's easy to do that but and i know at my age i should be doing like weight training but i i'm not a big gym person anymore all those years of the gym with everything um and so i feel like people talk about intuitive eating i feel like i've entered more intuitive movement because like if like i'm, I'm working all and i just feel like i need to get up i get up and i do you know 30 modified push-ups or I go on the stairs and I do, you know, like tricep lifts or something. And I go back and sit down again. Like if I feel like I need to or the music is on, like I've always, and I've always done this. Like I, I just dance for two minutes and then I sit back down. And and I just feel like it's on my own, it's on my own time that I'm working out. So I'm a little different than Bud in that he like is very regimented. I feel like, and maybe that's my ADD coming, my ADHD kind of coming out and, and allowing me to do that. But um, so I, I move a lot, but just on my own time when, yeah. when I want to. Fantastic. There's so many non-scale victories there. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And that's the thing. And we we talk about, you know, people who do intermittent fasting for many reasons, as we mentioned, and, and the health benefits are undeniable. And you mentioned that trip to the dentist. And I'll have to tell you, like many years, well, probably not many years ago, probably about seven or eight years ago, the dentist was all set to take every tooth in my head out. And uh, he said, your teeth are absolutely shot. I had gum disease. I went on, brushed my teeth. Um, I had bleeding, that sort of thing. And probably about a year after intermittent fasting, that stopped completely. My gums started changing back to a nice pink, healthy color. My teeth weren't sort of in the greatest of shape still, and, I, and I'll probably have to deal with that later on. But 
And they just sort of sat into my jaw. They were moving around. That's how bad my gums were. Like you could physically grab them and, and move them with your fingers, and it was horrible. And that was through abuse from sugar and years of a sugar addiction, eating all the wrong things and sugary drinks, that type of thing. Totally destroyed my teeth, and they were all set to take them out. So, yeah, I get that. And there's other things like eyesight, and you mentioned the gray hair. It hasn't worked for me, the gray hair, but <laughs> yeah, but I've still got brown hair, most of it anyway, so I'm, I'm just coming up 60, so I'm pretty happy about that. And the fact that I've got hair, that's a bonus mm -hmm. as well. But, yeah, it's magical. Let's hear from you, Bud, about those non-scale victories now. Well, it, it's interesting that Tammy brought up the dentist. Uh, I, I didn't even write that on my list is uh, when I had um, my last cleaning in the, the uh, hygienist, she commented, she goes, Oh my God! Says your your gums. He goes, they they they're they're so healthy. She goes, and and so I told her about that I was doing intermittent fasting, and and she was aware of it. And uh, she goes, and she was you know made it. She says your gums are so much healthier than they had. She showed me a picture of what they were like from a couple of years ago, and I looked at it. And says, oh my God! It was just it was shocking. And so you don't realize you know the the health benefits that it has. Um, and I just brought it, thanks for bringing that up because I just remember that. But for me, a lot of it um, is just increased energy. I remember when Tammy told me that the energy was, she, I said, how can you get more energy from not eating? I said, it's impossible. <laughs> but now it's like, I don't get tired in the afternoon. I don't get the brain fog. I mean, like two or three o'clock was like clockwork. I'd be dead tired. You know, I'd go through two or three cups of coffee just to be able to keep my eyes open, you know, until the end of the day, the work day. Uh, now it's no problem. I mean, I'm, I'm wide awake. I actually, I, I cut caffeine off at three o'clock. I want to drink past that because, you know, focusing on quality sleep. Um, and one of the things for me, I, I lost, I used to have a lot of joint pain. And I mean, the, the idea of bending over or, or kneeling down to pick something up was torturous <laughs> a couple of years ago. Now I have no problem. Even, you know, last time I was in the airport, I was next to a lady, she dropped something. I just gladly went right down, picked it up for her. Um, all of that is gone. All, I have no pain whatsoever in my knees or my joints. That's all gone. My sleep has improved uh, uh, tremendously. And that's the thing I continue to work on because I'm realizing how important, you know, good quality sleep is for our overall health. And I, I brought this up because I one of your other um, guests you interviewed um, you know, uh, in the back when I first listened to and, and one of their non-scale victories, and, and I relate to this, is I could get dressed in the middle of the room without having to touch, hold onto a wall or furniture. You know, <laughs> I could just pull the pants right up and I don't have to hold on to anything. So um, that that uh, is one of the, the, the victories. Um and then yeah, I think I mentioned to you in, in the biography, um, I have a, a, a grandson at six. And last summer, I was able to climb right into his um, trampoline at 58 years old and jump up and down and bounce that trampoline and drop down on my knees and pop myself right back up and go into his um, a little fort that he has with the slide. I could go down the slide and I could fit in the slide, <laughs> which is really nice. <laughs> so these are like little... Um, you know, non-scale victories. And then it was funny today on the, on the, the Facebook group, and I just, uh, I thought this was wonderful. This one guy, um, he had posted about cold water therapy uh, and how he looks at intermittent fasting sort of as a gateway towards other health and just clarity. And, that, and that's just, um, I, I look at intermittent fasting as 
it really has become a gateway towards overall total health because our our health is so many layers to to, to make ourselves healthy. It's it's the it's the eating healthy, it's the fasting, it's the sleeping, it's it's stress management, and you know paying attention to our gut and our the, the microbiome, which there's a lot of research going on. I've heard a couple of your other guests bring up microbiome and, and gut health, and so. It really intermittent fasting has become like this just gateway. It just opened up this flood towards okay, what else could I learn about a healthy lifestyle overall? So it's so there's a lot to it. Yeah, there certainly is, Bud. That's for sure. And you know, let's talk about you're a sales guy, obviously, snappy dresser, that sort of thing. And you mentioned you got up to a size forty waist. Where are you at now? And sort of uh, statistics with your clothes and your weight since you started IF. Well, um, actually, like I said, when I started IF, I was about 195, 200 pounds. And my weight range now, and this is, you've been very helpful about the whole concept of range. I do not focus on a weight range. I mean, a weight, excuse me. My range now is is between 172 to 176 pounds. That would be, I believe, 77 to 79 kilograms. Uh, My weight this morning on the scale was 175. Um, that's back in my college weight. So yeah, I'm, I'm back into 34-inch waist pants again. So. That's fantastic. How great. Yeah. I remember I went to the Levi store one day, and I was I was in a 36. I used to take a 48, would you believe? Um, anyway, I got down to a 36, and I thought, this is great. This is about where I'm going to be. And I was getting some pants, and the lady said to me, oh, you got to try these 34. And I said, oh, they're not going to fit me, 34. There's no way. And she goes, oh, no, the, try them. And you, you'll be surprised. They're a different fit. So anyway, I went and put them on. Lo and behold, fitted me like a glove. And they were called Levi Athletic Tapers. And I thought, here I am, Graham Curry, formerly obese guy, sugar addict, wearing athletic tapers. <laughs> and I yeah. just couldn't believe it. In fact, I've got them on right now. And, yeah. um, you know, size 34 waist. And it was a funny thing because I went on a, a trip with a buddy. And we were walking down the street and he was he was walking behind me and he wears Levi's too. And he said, do you realize that you're wearing the same size Levi's as me? He said, I can't believe that. He said, I know how big you were. And he said, you're down the same size pants as me. And he, he was just absolutely blown away. But yeah, that's a that's a great story, bud. So let's talk now, Tammy, I'll ask you, you mentioned here about workouts and that sort of thing. And Obviously, movement's important, and particularly as we get older, and I always encourage people, once you get the weight off with intermittent fasting, certainly sort of look at doing that sort of exercise more because it's more fun without weight and that sort of thing on our body. So let's just run through the workout sort of regime for you, Tammy. Yeah, and so um, I was always a runner, and I was always very active. And then um, once I discovered the vascular necrosis and I had the hip replacement, so this would have been in 2009, um, you really aren't meant to be like to be a runner any longer. So I kind of, I mean, I went through a little mourning process of not being able to do that anymore. Every once in a while when Jeff and I are out walking, I'll be like, I'm getting kind of bored. Can we get there a little faster? And I'll maybe, I call it jogging, you know, like I, I might just jog a little bit as long as I'm not 
clumping down really hard, you know, and putting a lot of stress, you know, and you can jog and just sort of like jog softly, I guess. Like I can let myself do that here and there. Um, biking is okay. We have a beautiful place to bike. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a beach cruiser kind of biker, not not a fast biker like Bud is. Um, but for the most part, hiking and walking is what I do the, for the, the most. Um, and like I said, like I try to get about 50 push-ups in a day, but it might be 10 on the table, 20 on the ground, you know, and I do because it, it's it's just more fun. And so I, I kind of feel like everything that I do is, I don't know, like I, I try to find a way just to incorporate into my life. So this, this fasting is just part of who I am now, not just like I just don't work out from five to six. And that works for a lot of people. But for me, that wouldn't be fun. And I just want to keep things going that are sustainable, you yeah. know, for for the rest of my life. Fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. What about you, Buddy? Are you an exercise guy now? Oh, yeah. Um, I absolutely, I love it. And, um, you know, I think, um, you know, some people will do it. They they, they think that, it, well, I got to do it so I look good. And, and, you know, I think we all do it because you want to look good. You want to be in good shape. But I, it, if, I think if you got one addiction in life, this is my personal philosophy. I, I think it's exercise. Um I get up at five o'clock every morning and um, I, I vary it throughout the week. I'll start off with a half hour on my tr- on my treadmill. Then I'll switch it over to doing um, free weights. And I started doing the free weights about six months ago because of the, the importance, especially as we get older, to, to have good muscle mass. Uh, you know, muscle mass, uh, it, it helps to burn, uh, burn fat and increase. It helps your metabolism. But it also just makes um, you know our, our bodies just just operate better overall. And um, so, matter of fact, that's when I, I listen to your podcast is when I'm and when I'm lifting the weights. So I've got uh, my bench press and my dumbbells and everything. And so I'm listening to to your podcast and and doing push ups or, or doing bench presses. So uh, and you know, of course, where we live in Connecticut, it's uh, it's February, so it's winter. And uh, so most of my exercise is indoors, although I, whenever it's nice, I'll go out for a walk. But now as soon as the weather gets nice, I'll take the bike back out. And as I mentioned, I, I love to, to bike. And um, I mean, uh, I could just get out a 15, 20 minute ride, you know, just in the morning before I start work. Um, you know, I'll do longer rides uh, on weekends. And then um, I'm going to be in a, a charity event uh, this year is called uh, Closer to Free. It's with uh, Yale School of Medicine for Cancer Research. And I'll probably do like a 67-mile ride, and that's that's to, uh, you know, um, raise money for, for cancer research and, and patient care. So I, I look forward to that. But I I absolutely love exercise. And, yeah, and, fabulous. Uh, Amazing, isn't yeah. it? Like, you know, when we're really heavy, the last thing we want to do about is exercise sometimes. and. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you've lost a tremendous amount of weight from your high, you know, going back to before you started IF and that sort of thing. You're up over that yeah. 250 mark, and now you're down yeah. sort of around that 177. So you've, you've lost a great deal of weight, around 78 pounds, something like that, 36 kilos all up since your high weight. And you must feel so much yeah. better for it, and congratulations on that. So you talk about support there. You mentioned there before you've got a little group going. You've got Tammy, yourself, and a couple of other members in your little WhatsApp chat group and that sort of thing, and you meet each other and talk about IF, and that's really important. Where else have you found your greatest support, Bud, on, on, online and that sort of thing? Well, I mean, obviously from you know from your group and from your, your podcast, I also listen to uh, you know, Jen Stevens' podcast. And then uh, on YouTube, there's a few doctors that – 
Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Stan uh, Eckberg. He's really good. He's a very uh, much into uh, intermittent fasting. Uh, I've uh, read Jason Fong's book, The Obesity Code. I've watched his videos. Um, very informative. Uh, and there's another doctor called Dr. Berg. That's very good. Um, and there's another doctor, Dr. Jamanis. He's an Indian doctor who also promotes uh, in, intermittent fasting. So I, I love getting sort of the, the sciencey part of it from, from those folks. And then I listen to your podcast and, you know, your group. And it's then that gets into the human part of, you know, well, how do you make this work? And um, I, I really believe for each of us, it, it, we have to find the program that fits our lifestyle best. And, you know, what works for Tammy may not work for me or may not work for you, but we've got to really find what works for you and your, your schedule, um, you know, the stage of life you're at. If you're in your 30s, you've got young children, you've got a whole different set of demands on you than someone my age that with my children all grown now and, and I got grandchildren. So your demands are different at different stages of our life. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you. I think support is, you know, it can be very different. We've got to surround ourselves with our greatest cheerleaders. And that's what you guys are doing there in Connecticut and cheering each other on. I think that's great. And some people, they're not social media people they're not Facebook people they're not Instagram people. So I get a lot of people come to me in my, my private coaching that I do now that don't want to be on Facebook. They don't want to be on Instagram talking about their weight. They just want to talk to somebody one-on-one -on -one about it and get the nuts and bolts and help them overcome some issues. So there's several ways you can find support out there. But if you are a person that likes more of a one-on-one -on -one style, you can find the details at my website, fastinghighway.com. So let's get on now and also talk about, Tammy, I wanted to talk to you about that as well. I mean, you have seen to me to be a very outgoing person and you obviously you and bud get on well as friends and you've known each other for quite some time now where are you going to go with this i mean what's the future for you both are you going to do this for life tammy i'll start with you first oh yeah for sure this is yeah it, i will do it forever um my husband actually started so he um is he was a pastor that's how we we met bud and about two years ago he swapped jobs and he is now a high school boys um religion teacher at a school in west haven so he was he was afraid to, to try fasting during the school year when i thought oh my goodness that's the best time to do it as a teacher you know you can't eat because you're in class so in june of this past summer he actually started um he started fasting, just not eating breakfast kind of a thing, black coffee with me. And now I pack his lunch every morning, a nice, good, hearty lunch that he, he opens his window around noon. And then we both have a meal together around um, around five or six. We try to eat earlier because I, I try not to eat three hours before bed. So I sort we used to talk, Bud and I, about like, oh, what's your window and everything. And I feel like I've switched from thinking of how long I fast to how long I eat. So like when I start eating, I always eat about four to five hours, you know, so then I know if I started at three, well, I better eat really good food because I'm not going to be able to get four or five hours because we go to bed at nine o'clock, you know, so then I have to eat better in those three hours that I only have, if that makes sense. But so he's been doing it. And I will say he maybe only has lost about 15 pounds, but he looks great in his pants. Like 
it really isn't about the the number for him. He's he, he looks better. He's from an Italian family where it's like, you know, why aren't you having thirds? Is my cooking terrible? You know, like they always pushing the food and everything. So um, he's doing great. So I think he's down to like 220 now, wow. you know, um, and was up like kind of how Bud was back in the day. And um, and it's cute. Both my kids, they're both, they'll say like, oh, is your window open, mom? You know, and almost like they 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 know my schedule so well and my daughter who's 17 she even has just become more intentional you know about what she's eating eaten and 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 when she's eating and everything not necessarily fasting but it's just become aware which is i i, I guess i'd be another non-scale victory just that awareness but now just the other night we were texting back and forth about how we feel much more present in life i don't know it's i'm not rushing i just everything just feels much more present in what we're doing and, and self-aware so yeah um, i feel like to continue i guess i guess the, so i've obviously eaten so my adhd is a little crazy right now but to answer your question where is it going from here i would love because i'm not great about talking about it with strangers or other people but um but just by like between bud and i like for different reasons we have the same protocol but we kind of yeah. had different outcomes the outcomes we were meant to have you know and because of that hopefully maybe a few more people will sort of see what yeah. happened and become a part of our little text support group because it is just fun like yeah being able it is to that's for sure but, yeah let's yeah. talk to you about that but a bit yeah, it's, it, I guess, lead through example and, uh, is important. Um, yeah, I intermittent fasting is going to be for the rest of my life um, because yeah, I really have, like I was mentioning earlier, dove into this rabbit hole, as I call it, you know, about uh, overall healthy living. And, and one of the things that I think is really important, I've heard some other people talk about this, is, you know, not just focus on what is our lifespan, but what is our health span. Oh. And I think that's so critical. And that intermittent fasting is a very key component towards health span. So the idea is you you live right to the end. And I mean, I'm talking about living means you're active, you're you're cognitively there, you're physically there. And there's more and more studies that are coming out that that you know people who you know, who are either intermittent fasting, who are keeping, you know, low, carbohydr low carbohydrate, low sugar diets, it, it, it reduces dementia, it reduces, you know, Alzheimer's and a whole bunch of, you know, type 2 diabetes and a whole bunch of other uh, illnesses that are out there that, that plague us, I think, from our modern uh, sad lifestyle, the standard American diet or the standard Australian diet. <laughs> um, so I, to me, I'm not going to stop. Uh, and as Peg, uh, no, <laughs> a friend of ours whose name I just revealed uh, uh, told us last month that they joined us. They joined us with intermittent fasting because for the past year or so, she had heard uh, Tammy and I talking about it. And so uh, she said, just she just started it. Uh, she's already lost uh, 15 pounds, which is... Uh, and what I told her, we were at a funeral, which that was the one funny story yeah. is the time that I gave... Um, Bud, your book, Graham, is we met in a parking lot before yeah. a funeral because it was COVID. And I handed him your book and I was like almost giddy because I'm like, finally, someone else I can yeah. talk to about this. But anyways, I was at another funeral with my friend and um, and I, I, I try really never to actually comment on people's weight, just having mm -hmm. been in gymnastics and a gymnastics coach. So I, I typically will say, oh, look, you're glowing or you look great versus mentioning weight. And I said, Peggy, or I said, friend, sorry, 
<laughs> I said, the one thing you should do is keep a journal of all of your non-scale victories. You know, yeah. your weight is such an automatic one, but there are going to be, your joints are going to feel better. I, I listed everything that was going to happen. And it's so exciting to know that I can, with all confidence, know that good things are going to happen. Yeah. And I've never, I, I've never been a part of anything like that before. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think that's fantastic. You know, and it's perpetual, really. I mean, when you think about the Fasting Highway Facebook group, we started with two people, myself and my wife. It's now 8,500 people, people from 59 countries, 100 cities from around the world. This podcast started, you know, a couple of years ago now. We're up to 170-odd episodes, you know, and now we're getting 75 countries or something like that, you know, and thousands of listeners every week. So it's just perpetual. It's like a snowball. And that's why I see intermittent fasting, but I still don't think it's mainstream at all. I think it's definitely not in the medical community. It's not mainstream because there's still a lot of, you know, kickback against it. But I know all my doctors at our local medical clinic are now fully on board with it. Um, particularly my doctor uh, saw my example and she asked me about it. At the time, I didn't have a book or a podcast. I gave her one of Jin's books and she learned about it. And then she's followed the story. And then, you know, and she, recommends it to her patients now and you know i'm working with the university of western australia here where we're doing a study into using intermittent fasting as an obesity control i'm working with a young phd student as a research partner and it's been really exciting and we're looking forward to trying to develop a paper to get it into the australian medical journal so it's slowly getting out there and i think the the worm is turning but I still don't think it's mainstream. Do you guys think it's mainstream? How is it there? Do people talk about it much outside of your circle? Like do you hear it on TV and radio much in Connecticut or anybody talk about it? That is the tough thing because I feel like I'm like you. I'm constantly listening to, you know, podcasts and things. So you, it's easy to get. I'm sure you're the same way, Graham. You're constantly in it. So it feels like everybody knows about it. But I don't know that it's mainstream, but I feel like every once in a while I hear a podcast of somebody who, you know, had MS or type one diabetes. And I'm so interested in those because we all have people that are very close to us yeah. that you don't want to give them, you know, advice about things like this. But on the other hand, if more and more people are finding success and, you know, there was a podcast I listened to the other day on um, Megan Ramos. I think it's the fasting, I forget what the name of hers is, oh, fat, um, the fasting method. And she said when she, she thinks of it as a medicine, like would you, if you had cancer and you had, um, and your doctor said you need to have chemotherapy, like you wouldn't skip it because you're like, I don't know, I feel like it today. You would do it. So if you, if we think of fasting in that same yeah. way, I just think that's such a neat way of thinking of it. And we know autophagy works. Like we know all the things that are happening in our bodies. It is mm -hmm. taking away this awful stuff in our bodies. So it, 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 I don't know. There's, I feel like we're at the brink and I feel like the more we can spread it. And I love like you doing the one on one. So even that one person you're talking to, Grim, then they might have the courage to talk to more people, you yeah. know, and, and same with us. The fact that we're actually doing this, but is hilarious because well, I think it's important to, to spread the word. I guess, yeah. right? you know, it's, it's funny. Like, you know, I started traveling again and, you know, I, after I lost all the weight, you know, and last year I was back on the road and, people didn't recognize me and they'd say, and some people say, well, what did you do? And some people say, were you sick? Or I said, no, no. And, and so I would sort of like do like a little test. And I, I would say, well, I'm doing intermittent fasting. If they looked at me like cross-eyed, like I had two heads, I would just end a conversation. And I've had a couple people um, who come to me and they said, you know, um, they pulled me aside and can you give me some information on that? And and I would give them the information on on you and your your book and and you know some other 
videos to watch. And so I got a couple other people within my uh, work community have joined it. I also got my my sister joined it last September. She started doing fasting. She's lost 60 pounds. Matter of fact, I talked to her last night. She lives in Texas right now. And she uh, was saying that uh, her doctor had her on high blood pressure medicine. She goes, when I'm getting up now, I'm getting dizzy because I think my blood pressure is too low. Because now when she's lost the 60 pounds and now what's happening is her blood pressure with the medication is too low. So it's, um, you know, people could get off their, 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 their medicine. I think you, you bring up the medical community. I think it's, it's fascinating because I think, you know, the medical community is so focused on, I know, I think I've heard, you know, on your podcast on, on treating the illness, not curing the illness, not getting to the root cause. And there's more money to be made putting people on pills or programs. There's no money to be made on, on fasting. And I think some doctors may shy away from it because who knows, maybe their pharmaceutical rep's not going to give them that, that fancy vacation or put a new pool in their backyard next year. Who knows? Yeah, uh, exactly. I'm being exactly. sarcastic about that. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, bud. And, um, you know, there's a lot of influencers too working against intermittent fasting in the mainstream food community. I mean, I don't want intermittent fasting to be, you know, mainstream and everybody doing it. Otherwise, they wouldn't be selling all the food they sell us. They wouldn't be selling all the breakfast cereals they've been telling us they're so great for us all these years. And all we've been doing is filling ourselves up with a big bowl of sugar every day. You know, so there's yeah. a lot of outside influences. There's, you know people that have funding and research and that type of thing. So you've got to look at these papers when they come out with a bit of grain of salt as well. But the biggest sort of, you know, thing you can do is the experiment of one and see it for yourself. And yeah. you see others doing it as well. And you look in the Facebook groups and you see thousands and thousands of testimonies. You listen to these podcasts, hundreds of them. So yeah. there's, got to, there's something in it for sure. And we all know that. But, you know, it's just we don't have to convince everybody. But I think those that want to be convinced or they want to find some information out about it, there's plenty of help out there in many ways. But I can't tell you how inspiring it's been to have you both on the podcast. But in summation and in summing up here, what I might do is start with you, Tammy. If you're sitting around in a cafe in Connecticut there with a couple of friends and they say, hey, Tammy, how are we going to get going with this? What would you say to them in some words of wisdom and advice? I would say... Um you know, it really isn't, it really isn't a difficult. I mean, it really is a very, it's simple. It can be difficult, I guess, but it's very simple, you know, just, just start just with switching to black coffee and then switch to pushing breakfast or ending your day early. You know, I think we always focus on pushing breakfast. Well, some people really love breakfast, you know, so instead maybe stop, eat dinner at five and then just stop, you know? Um, and if it was a friend, I would say like, text me anytime, even if it's just, you're about to want to eat, just send me a text and I will send you a funny meme or, or we'll talk about something or I'll send you another podcast to listen to. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like there's just so many things I could do. And I guess I'd probably share my non-skill victories and say, this is, this really happened. You know, like you can hear about it, but here I am like having these, these things that happen. And I would also let them know some of the negative things that happen from the, from the get go, which I'm sure is what you talk about, Graham, when you meet with people is like, for instance, like not being able to sleep right away. Those first two weeks, because you have so much energy, it was tough to sleep sometimes. Like once you got to sleep, it was it was hard sleep. But yeah. um, and another thing I thought of two things. One is getting cold. 
you know. Yeah, you do. You get cold so much. The minute you eat, I feel like I'm freezing. And then this other thing that I've never heard anybody else mention is my feet have gotten sweaty. Like I need to change my socks. And they, I think that is a thing that like when you're getting rid of toxins, I think they do come out your, they must because mm-hmm. I've never ever had sweaty feet before. And the last two years, my, I, I've had to change my socks like three times a day. Far out. Isn't that strange? <laughs> it is. Yeah. So it I think is. I would also warn them of like, beware, you know, and also like the, the number one thing, like, you, you know, be ready to have people judge you and have, just have a, a phrase at the ready. You know, of, yeah. of what you are going to say. It's going to be different for everybody. Just have something that you're going to say. Like, you know what? You know, like Grammy, it works for me. What works for me might not work for you, but I'm I'm so happy it works for me. And I would love for, you know, you to try it if you if yeah. you would like. You know, you know, that phrase is Tammy. You say it with a really nice, polite smile. You do you for you, and I'll do me for me. And yes. that's all you need to say in the conversation. If you get into a sort of a curly sort of situation, just end it like that. So, bud. Words of advice and wisdom for your cycling buddies or your sales buddies. What what are you going to tell them? Well, it, what I would do if they're if they're generally interested is um, I would you know advise them to uh, you know do their research and there's there's a lot of research out there and uh, and I've I've done that a, a couple of times and I said a lot of it you, you've got to be ready if you really want to do it you want to commit yourself to it. Um, you know, once you start it and you you get into it, you'll find out how really easy it is. And, you know, you're not starving yourself at all. There, there's a lot of false wording that's out there about fasting. You're not starving yourself. Oh, that's the starving diet. It's not starving. Starving is, I think, as Dr. Fong said, is that when there's no food available anywhere, says, but when you've got a pantry full of food and you're choosing not to eat it, that's the, that's what fasting is. So, um, I would advise people to to do the research, um, and if they are starting from a point where they um, are, your bodies are you know dependent upon sugar, dependent upon um, carbohydrates. Merge out of that first. Cut out the snacking. Go a couple weeks without carbohydrates and sugar, and then start you know pushing your window. You know because you're already fasting and you're sleeping at night. You're fasting. Then skip breakfast. And maybe push your lunch back. Then you know when you're ready, skip lunch and, and go into the one meal a day. I mean, for me, the one meal a day works fine. I, I and I, I enjoy it. Yeah, great advice there, bud. Love it. You know, and the starving thing—that's an old chestnut too. I always say to people, you know what? I've never been to a funeral where they've got up and said, "Here lies the bones of Graham," because he skipped breakfast. It just doesn't <laughs> exist, you know. And I love that analogy, you know. You're not starving if you've got a pantry full of food, that's for sure. And there are people around the world that are starving because they do have no food, and we recognize that. But, you know, most intermittent fasters certainly have accessibility to food. But, again, I can't tell you how what a pleasure it's been to have you both on the podcast today. I really appreciate it, and thank you both for joining me here on the Fasting Highway, and my regards to everybody there in Connecticut. <laughs> thank you very much, Graham. Thanks, Graham. Thank you. Okay. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Oh, thank you so much, Bud and Tammy. That was a very inspiring chat. Really good contrast there and reasons why people do intermittent fasting. Bud, you do it for the weight loss and the health benefits. And Tammy, you're certainly doing it for the health benefits and finding so many other things that are thrilling for you from this lifestyle. So thank you both for sharing your journey today. I look forward to catching up with you, Bud and Tammy, in another 6 to 12 months' time 
to see where you are on your intermittent fasting journey. Also, folks, as heard there during the podcast, if you do want to come and join the Fasting Highway Facebook community, uh, please do so. Also, if you are interested in the coaching, as you heard at the top of the show, now you can find the details on that with me. Uh, go to the Fasting Highway website, www.thefastinghighway.com, and you can book in for a session with me if you're looking for some private coaching. Anyway, folks, until next week, be well, be safe, and remember, clean fasting is everlasting.